welcome. Welcome to Heroes 101 Radio Show. And uh, as uh, as our Father Yoda said, when 72 episodes you reach look this good, you will not. This is, uh, I'm sorry, Hector from the New York Heroes Initiative. I'm in a bit of a Star Wars mood tonight, and I'll explain why in a minute. But, uh, you know, here, uh, my co-pilot on this metaphorical Millennium Falcon, she's the, the Chewie to my Han Solo, traveling through Blog Talk Radio, ain't like Dustin Crops, boy. It's a rock and roll from San Francisco. <laughs> How are you doing, my dear? Wow, I'm doing, you know what, I'm doing great. That that was, I'm going to listen to the show over again just to hear all that. That was really well done, Spectre. <laughs> Well, and you know, oh, that's fantastic because uh, if you guys haven't haven't listened in before, welcome. But we're both huge, huge Star Wars nerds, so so that that intro just made me really super happy. Thank you, thank you very much. And I mean, what a week for Star Wars news. I mean, I don't want to get all uh, blo- all uh, all uh, sorry geek pile on on the show. <laughs> I mean, what a what a week for Star Wars news, right? I mean, we've had. Um, the episode eight date announcement is 2017. They've announced this new uh, standalone movie, Rogue One. We've had like announcements on novels, on comic books, on video games coming out in the next month. I mean, it's like Star Wars frenzy right now. It is, and you know what? I I uh, opened up a package I got yesterday when I got home. I was uh, I was waiting for this package and I got it. I got my T-shirt that says uh, "Jedi on the Streets, Sith in the Sheets." And oh. I was so happy, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to wear that one out. Okay. And Sorry. I must say, similarly, this just over the last week, I bought myself the the movie replica Obi Wan costume with the cloak and the the um, robe and everything. And uh, I also, which was crazily expensive, but I just after two years of looking at it, I just had to buy it. Was the um, the sound chip for my lightsaber, so I've now got the whole uh, the sound thing coming through the mail, and uh, next nice fitting it. So uh, I'll have a proper sounding lightsaber then. I'm super jealous because my lightsaber is very quiet, very quiet. So I, I want that. Chi- I want to get one of those sound chips also. Um, oh, yeah. Ooh. They, they sound, you know, the guys at the at the Saber Guild, uh, the Saber Guild, uh, the Golden Gate Knights Lightsaber Jedi Lightsaber Academy. They have, you know, some of those guys have the really amazing lightsaber chips in there, you know, the sound chips. So every time you hit it, it's like, and I'm, wow, I want one of those. My my saber you know, sounds nasty. Yeah, when I was over there in September, when we were in the in the class together, I picked up one of those random lightsabers with sound, and I had to turn it off because I couldn't hear the instructor over the over the awesome. Yeah, good, exactly. <laughs> well, look at we we've n- totally nerded out on this uh, and turned it into um, another geek pile show. See, geek yeah, pile, you're you're that I know, I know. <laughs> Geeks and superheroes—that's that should be our show. Superheroes and, and geeks, all things geekdom. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, you know, back, <laughs> back to reality, and and you're coming back to reality after a vacation, right? Uh, yeah. Big thumbs down. Boo, boo. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. It's nice to be home. It's just I, I want to be. <laughs> um. Yeah, I got. I flew in last night. And oh, I try so hard, but and boy, are my arms tired! I'm sorry, I, I it's it's jet lag, it's jet lag, Spectre. You you got you got listeners and and my co-host. You guys got to cut me a little break because our flight was supposed to leave at uh, 11:30 Hawaiian time yesterday, 
<clears throat> and it uh, 11.30, uh, it's 2.30 California Pacific, you know, daylight savings time. Our flight was delayed almost six hours. So instead of getting in between 7.30 and 8, we got in at about 2.30 in the morning. So um, I'm, I'm a little dragging, but it's okay. We're here. We're all having fun. Yeah, and, you know, as much as as much as it was a vacation for you, I've, I've seen the photos that you were doing some uh, some pretty cool stuff out there. You did like a homeless outreach event right out in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, we actually met up, and how how fortuitous is this? Um, Ted Mills, um, he uh, he went through doing some some amazing you know work, and he won an award at his work, and with the award came a uh, prize of a few days in Maui. And um, at the Ritz-Carlton, no less. That place was sweet. Oh, my God. Wow. Acres and acres of, of you know, private private beach. And, and he's out there with uh, Charity Best, another member of the uh, – they're both members of the Utah Legacy Initiative. And as far as I'm concerned, they're like family <clears throat> and initiative family. It's funny. We both have initiative in our, our group names, but they have nothing to do with each other other than we love those guys, and hopefully they feel the same about us. And they happened to be there at the same time that we were there, so we planned an outreach. Hawaii has just all the islands have their own um, homeless populations, and people think, oh, it's lovely, you know, out there. It can't be that bad. You know, the weather's nice. No, when we went out to do the homeless outreach, um, it was cold. It was actually cold. It gets cold out there. It was windy. It was overcast. Rain was just coming down. And these guys, maybe they have tents. Maybe they have old cars. Maybe they have tarps. But um, it's not fun just because the weather's nicer out there. It doesn't mean homelessness is any less debilitating. So yeah. we gathered up uh, enough socks, hygiene products, snacks and water um for about 30 people and we brought them out to this uh to we we asked the locals around where the most homeless uh, where we could find the most homeless people in one spot and they directed us to this this area they called it by and these are their words the river mouth um which is the mouth of the river there's a river that leads into the ocean and along there are all these homeless um broken down cars, et cetera. So we went there and, and uh, tracked through mud because by this time it was really super muddy. It had rained a few days and started raining on us when we went out there. And uh, we met a couple of people and, and um, gave them the supplies to pass out to their to their homies because it was obvious that there were a ton of people that come around there. <clears throat> but that's uh, that's what we did on our vacation. It was just one day, just a you know, couple hours of time. But it's enough to to get you to see what it's like in another area um, where you can be sort of, of accustomed to seeing homeless in your area and almost turn a blind eye. It's, it's odd to see it in Paris. For me, it's odd because you're just seeing all the, the sites of Hawaii and the um, all the abundant, fruitful parts, and then you see the homeless side and you realize, no, it's everywhere. So, yeah, we did that. We appreciate things more when I was done. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess for people listening in for the first time and thinking, who the hell are these people? Uh, right. You know, they, they they launched into some weird Star Wars monologue and then, and then talked about a vacation in Hawaii. What the crap is this show? Um, 
you're pretty much you're pretty much spot on. But um, we uh, so we are the Hero Initiative group, who are a group of uh, activists, and uh, we we do a lot of outreach work, um, both in terms of helping homeless people as well as just generally trying to improve the community. Whether it's through free martial arts seminars, uh, through public safety patrols, through you know actively working with the police to try to uh, track down uh, high risk criminals. Um, you know all of that kind of thing. So, uh, and we broadly fall under the uh, the <laughs> the the pseudonym, for better or worse, of real life superheroes, which uh, you know is is kind of fun. That's funny because yeah, I guess the first few minutes of this show just sort of summed us up completely, huh? <laughs> <laughs> They're we big nerds right. trying to do good things for the world. So that's yeah, that's that's pretty. I mean, come on, we we like dressing up in costumes obviously um you know can we talk because we we whenever we get on the show we always excuse me we always go into whatever the subject of the show but can we spend a couple minutes talking about what we do and what we like as part of the hero initiative if that's okay with you yeah feel free what i love about specter's group because we're all branches of the same group, um, the New York Hero Initiative. That was the pretty much the group that started. There are members there um, who have been there for years, uh, and that's where the the initiative started. And I, what I admire about your group is that you guys still go and do, you know, um, be out on the street in the evening patrols trying to deter crime, to stop crime, to make other people aware of crime by putting those flyers up. Like when I was with you guys and we went to do the, the Harlem um, flyering to let people know that there's a subway uh, guy who had been brutalizing people and um, putting them in the hospital. Just, I, I love that you guys are still in touch with that raw, pure part of, of real-life superhero work. It's fantastic to me. Oh, thank you. And you know, it's, it's funny, we, we've had, <clears throat> and, and I'm not going to go into names and, and talk about people's personal lives, but we, we've had a couple of people over the last month who um, have not been as active as they wanted to be and have, have kind of, they, they felt very bad that they're going through their own personal issues at the moment, you know, whatever it's caused by, whether it's relationships or family issues or, or just, you know, just plain old depression that, that hits all of us from time to time. And um you know, and they've been pretty much taken out of action for a number of months from these personal circumstances happen, and have been feeling really bad about it. But I think at the same time, you know, everyone's just a human being, and um, you know, as much as it only takes a couple of hours here and there to help out, there are times when people feel so overwhelmed that they, you know, they just can't face doing it. And you know, I fully accept that the team is a group of volunteers, and that. We're going to have times when we have a huge group of really motivated people, and we're going to have times when, you know, there's just a handful of people that are active, and, you know, other people need to take a break, and, and that's that, that's kind of the way it goes, you know. Absolutely. That's, I think you hit it on the head. It is volunteer work. So um, although, you know, businesses should be run as businesses, at the same time, this is this is one of those instances where, yeah, it's, it should be run as a business, and we all should be held to certain standards. At the same time, when you're a volunteer and you're not getting paid for this, you need to take care of your own life. You need to take care of, of what it is that, that you need to do to get you to have more free time to be able to do this, to get you in the right headspace, to get you, you know, right, just free time. 
to do this. So, yeah, when that happens, you know, you go with it. And and that way people understand that they don't have to. Well, they still, the way I look at it, while we still uphold the example of superhero, because if you're going to go around calling yourself that, you got to try to emulate that, right? Real life superhero, we can't go around being douchebags, you know. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think while you still try to uphold that, you can't be on all the time, right? You can't. Yeah. 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 But so, and that's okay. You know, there, there is a feeling of guilt if you're not doing it. And, you know, I, I went out last night for probably my my first quote-unquote date night in probably a year. <clears throat> and the whole time I was feeling like, you know, here I am posting on Facebook. I'm at the movies. I'm watching Point Break. I'm, I'm doing like <laughs> dude quotes on Facebook. And, you know, at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, there are homeless people living under the bridge at Harlem 125th Street Station who tonight have probably got nothing to eat. And, you know, they're probably freezing cold. It was another cold night again. And, you know, it's in my head all the time. And, and you know, it's not our responsibility. But at the same time, I kind of feel like it should be everyone's responsibility. And I, and I kind of wish, you know, wish more people felt that way. Well, okay. First of all, guilt is um, if you, if, what is it? It's, it's, I know one of the Buddhist, uh, there's so many proverbs I could pull up, but I know that guilt doesn't, doesn't really help anything. It just makes you feel worse. Um, but it also is a reminder that you're a human and usually a good human. If you're feeling guilty about something, it, well, depending on what you're feeling guilty about, you're, you're a good person, Spectre. And the fact that you feel bad for even enjoying a day off, you know, um, while there are people out there who are suffering, that says a lot. So uh, also you're right that other people should care um, because while it's not our responsibility, if we were all our brother's keepers, you know, how much better would the world be? So I think, though, that, that when you need to unplug... You need to unplug. And um, what better way to unplug than going to see Point Break? I got to tell you, oh, man. I'm a big fan of that. Movie, so you know, my, my wife sent me a text saying, "There's this movie on at the, at the cinema. I'm thinking it's going with a friend. It's called Point Break." I was like, "You've never even heard of it before. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Where's my ticket? You know, it's like." Oh yeah, my God! Hell yeah! Did she? Like it? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I didn't hear. Did 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 she like it or not? Uh, she did, yeah, yeah. She's oh, okay. she's not a big uh, she's not a big film buff like I am. And you know, we saw it in like the original grainy thirty five millimeter with like oh, all the yeah. speckles across the screen. It's it's like a proper old old school uh, hardcore cinema. It's really really cool. So uh, yeah, oh, yeah man, fun. you know, it's it's there are some parts of that movie that are so bad, but it's like all those movies that are kind of bad, but you you can't help but love them. Um, yeah. Cause it's a cult thing now, almost. I mean, the whole uh, the scene, I, and you mentioned it, where he's shooting his gun in the air and screaming. That's classic. <laughs> classic. Go on, Keanu. Just, just act bad because it, it fits. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I've never been at a typical New York movie theater where people are whooping and screaming at the. Oh, are you the serious? Like, That's fantastic. Oh, I love that. But, so, yeah. See, if it ever comes in a theater over here, uh, you know, I'm going to go see it because I would love to hear other people just share you know, all those bad lines. Wonderful. Yeah. 
But I actually, am you were saying about um, you know kind of admiring us because we're still doing what we're doing. But I must say, you know, I, I had obviously had the privilege of coming out on patrol with you guys um, in September or October or whatever it was last year when I was out, and um, you know, I, I think there's just something very very cool about just hanging out with genuinely good people doing something good at, at the same time. You know, for me, it's as basic as that, and. Uh, you know, your your team are, are exactly that. You know, you're you're all just genuinely good people who want to be doing something good. <laughs> we're well, you know, we already have the affinity that there that we're all big nerds. So, you know, you can walk through, and you were walking with us through all the lily people, cover the cares ears through the shit, and um, because that's what we walk through sometimes to get those needles, and you know, here we got this wonderful. English in laughing, you know, we're talking about Star Wars things and, oh, trying not to smell the smells around us while we're picking up used needles. So, yeah, you know, like attracts like. And I think that's one of the reasons why I am i don't know that I'll ever really give this real-life superhero, this whole real-life superhero circus, I like to call it circus, I wouldn't have met half the people, including my co-hosts. So uh, anyone listening who's interested in joining up, we're always recruiting, and we're we're all over, aren't we, Spectre? We got we got branches all over the United States. Yeah, we do. Yeah, all over the place now, and and in the UK now. And in the UK, woo! <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta go visit. You know, I, I visited every branch except the UK. So that's next year, but we have to go visit. Maybe we can make a good trip, and you can you can be our tour guide because we don't know oh, where the I hell would we're love going. To do that. Like, yeah, I there can show you uh, Stonehenge and Tower Bridge, and <clears throat> yeah, I can I can show you the sites. Oh my God! Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I barely got back from a trip, and I'm already talking. We're planning our UK trip already. Um, yeah. But I'm sorry, I've derailed our our, our show uh, topic. Anyway, you, your uh, your line was kind of breaking up there when it was as soon as you got into talking about um, what's it called, Poop Cake Alley, <laughs> and um, oh. I blog to radio censoring you but uh, your line was breaking up there a bit um uh how does it sound now is it okay yeah it does sound okay now it was only for a second um but you know there, there was something else this week that kind of really struck a chord with me and and you know um uh terry pratchett the author sadly died this week he, he died of uh, alzheimer's disease he had like a very early onset alzheimer's and he knew it was coming and, and he, he was the author for people who don't know of the uh, the disc world novels which are very, very popular books amongst uh, kind of geek culture and adults and kids alike. <clears throat> and, you know, some of the books were written for kids and some of them were written for an older audience, but they were all very kind of tongue-in-cheek, sarcastic, humorous, uh, kind of fantasy-type books. Um, so, yeah, Terry Pratchett died this week, and, and there was a huge kind of uproar amongst them, particularly on, like, social media, on, on Twitter and Facebook and, and so on, um, about people who felt that they'd been robbed by him dying of, you know, the books that he may have written and so on. And and I saw an article that the, the other British author, Neil Gaiman, who obviously is also massively famous and has written screenplays like Coraline and Stardust and, and a whole bunch of really, really awesome books. And, um, and, and he wrote an article six months ago on Terry Pratchett and people's um, opinion of Terry Pratchett. And I, I don't know why, but it, it really struck home for me... Um, and maybe it'll kind of have a bit more meaning when we get later into this show and some of the interviews that we're talking about. But he talks about the fact that people saw Terry Pratchett as a really jovial, jolly guy. 
and he said, and he, he had this huge, long-winded story about uh, some awful trip that he went on with Terry Pratchett that ended in <laughs> lots of lots of being angry and pissed off. <clears throat> but he says, uh, he says, he says in, in this article, I suppose that if you look quickly and are not paying attention, you might perhaps mistake it for jolliness. But beneath any jollity, there is a foundation of fury. Terry Pratchett is not one to go gentle into any night, good or otherwise. He will rage as he leaves against so many things: stupidity, injustice human fu- foolishness and short-sightedness, not just the dying of the light. And hand in hand with the anger, like an angel and a demon walking into the sunset, there is love for human beings in all our fallibility, for treasured objects, for stories, and ultimately, and in all things, love for human dignity. Or to put it another way, anger is the engine that drives him, but it is the greatness of spirit that deploys that anger on the side of the angels, or better yet for all of us, the orangutans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it's it's kind of his story about how this guy is a very angry guy with lots of pent up emotion, um, but he uses it he uses it for good. And uh, you know, I, I think I, I know a lot of people going through some serious crap right now that uh, you know they they feel like uh, they're bottling it all up and they're you know maybe going through the motions of, of things. But um, you know, my advice is always maybe getting out there and, and channeling that anger, channeling that that pain or whatever it is you're feeling. Um, into something constructive and something good maybe uh, maybe the way to go. Oh, absolutely. I I I know that they're one of my favorite real life superhero ladies. By the way, when you were reading that it's beautiful. I'm glad you read it because it would never sound the same with me reading it. We've already decided your voice <laughs> works so well <laughs> for the radio. Um but uh one of my favorite real life superheroes, um Misfit a uh, tiny little woman, but who is an um, Miss Olympian, well, she runner-up Miss Olympian bodybuilder um, who just does all kinds of charitable, wonderful things. And um, she says that she takes anything that upsets her, uh, anything that makes her angry, makes her sad, and she channels it and uses it as fuel. Like you were saying, it's fuel and and. She'll use it to go out and do whatever it is that she does altruistically, or she'll use it in the gym and just just making her fuel. And and I believe that what you said is spot on. That that uh, take it and and um, go outward with it. Don't keep it in. Just go outward with it, and better yeah. in a good way, in a constructive, productive way. And you, I you think know that's what? the Funny enough, this, this is exactly what Neil Gaiman said in this article. He said. Um, as Terry walks into the darkness much too soon, I find myself raging, too, at the injustice that deprives us of what? Another 20 or 30 books? Another shelf full of ideas and glorious phrases and old friends and new of stories in which people do what they really do best, which is to use their heads to get themselves out of trouble they got into by not thinking? <clears throat> but truly, the loss of these things does not anger me as it should. It saddens me. But I, who have seen some of them being built close up, understand that any Terry Pratchett book is a small miracle, and we already have more than might be reasonable, and it does not behoove any of us to be greedy. I rage at the imminent loss of my friend, and I think, what would Terry do with this anger? Then I pick up my pen, and I start to write. Fantastic. Pretty cool, Yeah. Uh, You know, and I I really, I love Neil Gaiman's stuff. So for me, I'm going, if this is more inspiration for him, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of this. Oh, me too. Yeah, I mean, American Gods, I think, was probably one of my favorite novels ever. And Nancy Boys was awesome. I mean, Mm -hmm. the guy's a genius. So, uh, you know, 
But, uh, you know, it, it kind of pissed me off, actually, the people on Facebook whining about, we're not going to get any more books. And, and, you know, you think, well, what about this guy's family? <laughs> this is a real human being. <laughs> right. Selfish you're, bastards. I was just going to say, you're worried about your damn book. How about the father that isn't coming back? Or, you know, yeah. uh, yep, 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 yeah. Selfish bastard is right. <laughs> and speaking of bastards, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not sure how that segue. I don't know that it worked at all, but I, I was thinking of crazy bastards. Um, yeah. So, did you do anything crazy? I, I have before we completely forget. Did you do anything in honor of St. Patty's? I hate to say it and sound really boring, but no. And you know what? Me either. I, I've never <laughs> celebrated St. Patrick's Day um, because you know in the UK it's just not a thing. Like each, each country has their own day. Like England has St. George's Day, Scotland has St. Andrew's Day. Um, but no one celebrates another country's patron saint's day. You know, it's just uh, you know it's locally. Um, so yeah, it's just us. for me, it was never a thing. Yeah, it's just us being you know needing. A, come on, to sum it up, we we took it, we made it our own by making sure that you were a ton of green stupid stuff, and. <laughs> Gave yourself an excuse to drink, regardless of whatever weekday it is. Because you know, when was the last time it was on a weekend? It's always, yeah. it seems it's always on a weekday, so it gives us an excuse to get. You know, we take we take Cinco de Mayo, you know, which is a, a, a holiday. Well, it's it's a celebration from Mexico, and and somehow we take that and translate it into a bunch of Coronas and margaritas and a bunch of tequila drinking for the day. When really, you know, it's, yeah, I'm seeing a theme here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? What's funny, actually, is um, Irish people I know over here <clears throat> are massively offended by the, the leprechaun thing. And, you know, it, and, and it's it's almost seen as like a racist slur against Irish people that, you know, they're all drunk and small and angry, and which, you know, probably only most of them are. But um, <laughs> no, that's not at all true. Um, not, not my sense. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> you know, I, where I grew up, actually, in rural England... <clears throat> The um, there, there's a lot of superstition around there, and you know maybe we should save this for the Halloween show. But there are stories of elves and pixies and leprechauns, and and there are like fairy circles in the woods where if you're supposed to dance twelve times round in anti-clockwise, then you know you get taken to hell. And, and there, there are all these kind of stories out there, and and you know leprechauns and pots of gold were one of them. Um, I, I truly believed as a kid that if there was a rainbow outside my house I could run to the end of the rainbow and there would be a pot of gold with a leprechaun, you know. It was Me too. That, that Me too. Was really real to us. Right. So uh, you're right. There's a lot of it's funny because I see not so much this year but um in years past I know that we've uh, we if we in fact we actually had a show on you know, how to celebrate St. Patrick's Day properly, how not to be such a big douchebag about it. And while I still stand behind that, don't be a drunken, driving, you know, crazy fool, you know, puking your guts out in the middle of the street. Someone did make a good point that there are more Irish Americans than there are actual people Irish living in Ireland. So the Irish Americans have just taken, a lot of Irish Americans, and of course non-Irish, have taken it and, and made it their own type of celebration, however, you know, un-accurate, uh, inaccurate it is, um, and made their own celebration. So in a way, this year I'm a little more accepting, 
and a little less judgmental of people going out and having a good time, you know, and dressing up in the green and being silly, as long as, like I said, they're not out there in the middle of the street puking and, um, you know, drunk driving and just being an ass. So I think you made a good point of, you know, just let them do what they're going to (laughs) do. As long yeah, as it's you not hurting fun, can you? You're not going to. You're not no. going to have much fun being Buzz Killington yourself. No, Buzz Killington. <laughs> I like but, that. You know, we're going to be like that in the future, though. I can imagine, like after Star Wars Episode Nine comes out, and May the Fourth becomes the annual Star Wars Day, and everyone's right. dressed like Obi Wan Kenobi in the streets, and we're going to be like, we we were there with the original Star Wars. <laughs> right. You're ruining it for everyone. <laughs> That's right. Don't we're going to be, oh, God, we're going to be obnoxious like that. Well, I'll tell you what, if I ever see you do that, I'm going to hit you really hard with my lightsaber, and you can do the same for me. How's that? Yeah, but we'll have proper old-fashioned lightsabers, not these ones with flames coming out the sides of this, this bullshit. I mean, Exactly. Like angled lightsabers. <laughs> these whippersnappers. These <laughs> well, t- talking of talking of whippersnappers, that was a good segue. Come on. There you go. That was really good, kids these days. Yep, yep, really good segue. There you go. You get you back. All right, so. So that's I, the I, you know, of our show tonight, and we're like a third of the way through. Yeah, right. you know, that, that applause came late, but it was sincere, so. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason it came late is we're missing the one and only night bug tonight. Yeah, yeah, but we're tough. We can handle this on our yeah, own, I, I think, it. so far. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh, you know what? We have a cooler. Uh, we do. I think he's listening in. I know this number, but... Uh, uh, Nightbug would have known that. I wouldn't have just... Yeah. I wouldn't have put my foot in my mouth if Nightbug was here. Oh, no the, worries. No worries. This caller this caller knows that he can uh, he can join us at any time. Um, but right now, I, I think he's just in listening mode, So, and that's cool. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks uh, for listening, listener. Yeah. So um, what is our original topic on this show since we've uh... – <laughs> Our original topic. So, you know, two weeks ago, was it well, – maybe even more than that, actually, we had um, – Mark Prater on, who is <clears throat> who is Batman, who is Batman from the uh, Heroes for Hope group, and he he goes around doing a ton of, of of work, kind of helping sick children and and really really admirable stuff. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit later about what he does and and some recent events that he's had, and we're hoping to catch up with him on a future show very very soon. Um, but it got us thinking about kids, kids, and and you know we're both parents, um, and kids and the real life superhero movement and I guess from a number of different angles I think point number one is what do our kids think about what we do and um, you know I guess do they have any aspirations to do what we do do they think we're idiots do they think it's dangerous and I sorry I I actually have some interviews that I did with my kids today which uh, I must say, you know, they're, they're kind of personal, and, and I, I was really in two minds about whether to share them on here because some of the things my kids were saying. But, you know, I kind of figured uh, for prosperity, let's do it. And, you know, I, I don't by any means think that I'm a perfect parent. Um, so, you know, <laughs> there's no illusions there that I, I must make some mistakes. I think everybody does. So, you know, you, you can see what they've got to say about it. Um, but, yeah, I think that was kind of the next point. And then also we get approached by a lot of kids asking, you know, can they join us? Can they come out on patrols? You know, where do they buy weapons? You know, where do they buy armor and stuff? And, 
you know, who can get the coolest costumes. And, <clears throat> you know, I thought it'd be kind of cool to, to talk about um, our approach to young people who want to join in and how to do so safely and, and legally and not, not putting yourself at risk. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm glad that you're sharing your interviews with your children because uh, I recorded one too with my son, but uh, it, it tends to have a little, the gaps are really huge and I didn't have time to edit it out. So I might just surmise what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, but, that's sense. Um, but you're right, we do this and when there are several parents in our group and and you know, it, you never stop to think, what's, what's this kid thinking uh, of what mommy and daddy are doing? Um, so I'm glad you approached this subject because I'd, I'd love to hear what your, your children have to say about what you're doing. Yeah, and you know, I, when I when I started doing this, I was going out <clears throat> fairly late, and my kids were quite young. I think they were like uh, six and seven years old or something at the time. And you know, they, they would either be in bed, or I'd just say I'm going out to meet friends, or I'd make some excuse, and I, I kind of covered the whole thing up like it was some big dark secret. Um, and then you know, there was a thing where we were on the local news, and they saw me on there, and so why is Dad on the news? <laughs> and and uh, um, and you know, after that point, I just came clean with them. And now I say I'm going on, I'm going out on patrol. I'm going out with Dark Guardian, and they, you know, they've seen him and the photos and everything. And um, you know, it, it's very open. I, I don't know how, how you are with your son. Oh yeah, um, after after we finally came out of the uh, phone booth, so to speak, <laughs> we we yeah we made it a um, a big family thing. We took him to that one. Uh, big event that happens once a year. I think it's going to start happening more often, though, because a lot of people can't make it, especially to this one. A lot of people can't make it to this, but it's that once a year gathering down at San Diego called um, Project Hope, put on by Razorhawk and um, lots of other uh, real-life superhero uh, community people. And we brought him with us. And my son at the time, let's see, that was four years ago, came to the first one. And he, uh, no, three years ago, and he loved the idea, and we told him what we were going to do, that we were going to help get food and supplies for the homeless, and we are going to pass them out, and that everybody's in costume, and he wanted to be in a costume, and he wanted to make up his own superhero name, just like we had. So ever since then, you know, he he loves it. He loves going out and doing this stuff. He's just not afraid at all. Well, he's got us around him, a bunch of superheroes, so... You know, there's nothing to fear, but it's it's cool to to see what um, just how comfortable he is with all this, yeah. just like in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, we brought him out with us in, in Hawaii too, and um, he's traipsing along in the mud with us, carrying supplies, and you know, just um, like it's nothing, just handing people the water and whatever else we had. So it's it's second nature to him. So you know. But like yeah. I said, I'd love to hear what your daughters think. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, <clears throat> let's do it then. So, so my kids, I, I've got two daughters there, they're nine, my youngest, and my eldest is nearly 11. And, uh, and for this, I asked them to actually write their own interview questions. They, <clears throat> they're both doing a course on journalism at school. So I kind of thought, you know, let's give them a chance to be a bit creative and, and you know, invent their own questions and their own answers. So... Um, they went away and did this, and I, I interviewed them in isolation for this as well. So they didn't kind of feed off each other, and they give very, very different kind of uh, answers. Um, 
So the first interview here, I think, is, is with uh, my eldest. And I was going to play it really cool and keep their identities secret, but I think I say their names in here anyway. But So if I do, don't, please don't track me down and stalk my family. It gets really boring. And I, I've got loads of weapons. It's just a waste of your time. So, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here is me with my eldest asking just some general questions about, about the whole superhero thing. It's, it's a few minutes long, so uh, I'll just let it play out and see what you think. So how would you envision envision yourself as a superhero? As a dark vigilante that goes out on the streets and checks alleys and tries to help anyone that's being attacked or that's open to attacks. And how would you help them? I would... um, I'd give the man or whoever's being the bad guy a warning and then uh, if I had no other choice, I would, um, I'd like, I'd like try to take them to the police. Yeah, how would you take them to the police? I'd like pin their arms behind their backs and call on the phone, and they would come and take them away. Wow. Okay. And what would make you want to become a superhero? Well, sometimes I see people on the street, and I kind of feel bad for them, like homeless people. I kind of feel bad for them, and I think they could be open to attacks. And that other people might pick on them and be on them, or maybe something about their religion. So. Yeah. Yeah. And what what do you think a superhero is? I think a superhero is a brave person that has maybe had lots of bad experiences in their life and what is kind of selfless and thinks that other people are more important than them. Why do you think they might have had a bad experience in their life? Well. Maybe they like they know what it's like, and um, they think that their life has already been like used. Well, all the bad experiences has kind of not made their life very fun so far. So they want to try to help other people so they don't feel the same thing as you. Well, yeah, yeah, and. Would you ever become a superhero? Do you think you would ever want to? Yes. I don't know, possibly, because I don't really know because I haven't really had many bad experiences in my life. But maybe something will inspire me properly. Or yeah. what, what do you think could inspire you to become a superhero? Um, maybe if there was like a sudden grow in superheroes in New York or maybe um, maybe some other people have tried and maybe done something like maybe the other people are like honoring them and they're like saying and maybe this, everyone will be saying that the streets are a lot safer then I'll feel kind of inspired to help and pitch in yeah yeah and what do you think you would do as a superhero I think I would maybe kind of be like a police officer, but kind of like be a superhero in like movies. Like I'd like stay on the rooftops and like listen to see if I hear anything that sounds out of order or peculiar or something that stands out to me that I know must that I know must be bad. Cool. Thank you, Izzy. Welcome. <laughs> so there, uh, there you go. There's my my ninja auntie daughter.
Oh, my goodness. First of all, I love, uh, well, you know, listening to her, I, I can still hear the uh, the accent. It's still there, mixed <laughs> in with a little bit of New York. So fantastic. I love hearing. Um, she thinks that's what you do, that going yeah, out I there. Yeah, the rooftops and alleyways. Right? <laughs> wow. Talk about, talk about you know, um, the image that, that your daughter has of what you do out there. That's that's very telling because she's obviously never been out there on patrol with you because you're, you know, a good person who doesn't take his kids out on patrol. Um, but that that influence that, you know, that movies have had and and just, you know, because when they did see you uh, on, the, on TV, right, it was for that, I, I believe, wasn't it because that person was doing an article on you guys? And then I, I, I forget what it was, but... Yeah, um, there were a few. I think there was the Pix Eleven, and then there was, there was the um, New York One channel as well. We were we were on a whole load of stuff when we were doing the uh, anti hate crime, and uh, you know the, the stuff it. when the uh, the gay guy was shot in New York, and we we did a whole bunch of like free martial arts seminars and things. And, uh, right. So she has she didn't really see much other than you know the clips that they put on there. So it just blows me away that that's that's what she thinks Dad does. You know the rooftops and the and if if I may say, I love um, what she was saying about how she would apprehend, well, what she would do first, you know, sort of the, the general approach to give them a warning, and then if not, you know, take them, call the police to have them come. There, there is no, I would beat them down, I would hurt them. There's no physical altercation, you know, that comes out, out of her mouth right away, yeah. so... I'm seeing that's wonderful. She's a she's a product of her environment. She's thinking it through first. Well, you know, so. you know what I thought was interesting as well was where she says um, she hasn't had enough bad experiences herself to be able to go out there and do this, which I don't know what that says about us, but uh, that, that kind of surprised me, you know. But it, I guess it speaks to empathy and, uh, you know. Right. What you preach. Because when you were asking her, like, what, you know, what would make a person, the fact that she said, you know, they probably had all these bad experiences, and, you know, she's got a lot of empathy, because she's talking about how when she sees somebody on the street, and, you know, she wouldn't want someone basically to take advantage of them out there on the street, so I'm thinking, wow, she's, you know, she's trying to see it from other viewpoints. Wow, good job, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so oh, I, I I don't know whether you want me to jump into the next one, but um, if you're cool with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I wanted to say, you know, her 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 comment about the rooftops, because obviously, you know, that comes from seeing a lot of, of the um, superhero, you know, TV, wherever you see a superhero comics, yeah. the movies. And you know what? Marvel, this is a good thing, because Marvel it wants to ban uh anywhere i guess from now on they're not going to have any of their characters smoking cigarettes or anything like that uh because of the influence it has on kids so somebody who says oh that's going too far you know what's next what are they going to ban next no right there you can see the influence that that um these movies and these superheroes have on kids they're going to do what they see you know um so bravo to marvel for that but yes i i'd love to hear the next one Okay, well, <clears throat> yeah, and you know, I would agree, and, and I must say, I, I do think there's a big rift between, and I don't want to get into comic book geek arguments, but we watch a lot of, of DC shows as well. We watch Gotham, we watch, uh, you know, Arrow and The Flash, and um, right. 
and, and there's a very big rift between the way that Marvel inspires kids and the way that DC inspires kids. And, and, and actually, both of my kids are very into the whole DC universe. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and they, they kind of, they, they very much idolize this whole idea of the, the whole Bruce Wayne thing of, you know, you have to go through massive loss before you can really feel any empathy. And, um, you know, that, that's something I actually, as a parent, have a bit of a problem with, you know. Um, right. Yeah, I'm not going to censor them. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So my my other daughter Abby is um, she's nine years old. She had a really tough day at school today. Where and, and she's very different. She's very very sensitive. She I mean she's been tested for learning difficulties over over various times. Um, never found anything wrong with her. She's almost on the scale for autism, but not quite. And you know she she's just she's just a different kid and and very much different in the way that I felt that I was different when I was nine years old and, and <clears throat> not really one of the in crowd. Um, so today, some kids um, throwing a medicine ball at her and just dicking around and being a pain in the ass. And she she has real rages. When when kids pick on her, she, she just gets very indignant and just has an absolute Wolverine-like rage and just uh, launched herself at this kid today and got pulled off by the teacher and sent to the principal and all this stuff. So, you know, she had a tough day. And I, I guess that, that kind of sets the scene for this next audio clip, which is a little bit shorter. But again, I'll, I'll just play it out and uh, see what you think here. So, Abby, what do you see inside a hero? Inside a hero, I see bravery courage, and maybe a bit caring for others, maybe. Caring for others? Yes. Yeah? <clears throat> what kind of bravery? What do, what do heroes do that's brave? They go out on the streets and help other people and fight criminals. Yeah? Yes. And do you think you could ever be a hero yourself? Mm. I don't really think I would be able to be one. And why do you say that? Because I have anger issues, and sometimes I just get really angry at people, and then I, and then I hurt them, even though they don't deserve it, which isn't inside a hero. Yeah. Yes. And do you think there might be any way that you could control that and then become more of a hero yourself? I'm not sure there would be. It doesn't really seem like there's a way. I think there might be martial arts might be able to help. Hmm. That might be a good idea. And if you could, what would you ask your favorite? Well, no, first, who is your favorite superhero? I think my favorite superhero might be. Maybe Spider-Man. I'm not sure. Spider-Man. <clears throat> and if if you could ask Spider-Man anything, what would you ask him? I would ask him, how how does he feel about keeping it secret that he's Spider-Man from his aunt? Yeah. And whether it's hard or not. And do you think if you were a superhero that you would try to keep it secret yourself? Yes, because yeah. if you... Tell about personal things, then criminals might target you and your family. If when if you tell the news and everyone that that you're 
that hero. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Abby. So there you go. <laughs> There's my two. My goodness. The first thing she said was bravery. And after having that type of day at school, you know, I could see where that would be foremost in her mind is, is a superhero is brave. You know, because that means sticking up for whatever, for another person, for themselves, whatever, you know. Um, and she, you know, it's amazing to me that she recognizes her anger and that it, it, she thinks of it as, as a problem, you know, that she's even cognizant of that because other kids may not realize, you know, they could have anger issues, they could get angry and, and hurt other children, but the way they see it is that's just part of them. But the fact that she she understands that it might be a, a speed bump in ever becoming this ideal superhero, it's, that's that's an amazing interview to me. It really is. Um, and you know what? She sounds a lot like my son. I didn't realize we had that in common because he's also been tested for autism and um, he's not autistic, but you know the scale and the um, when he gets angry too, he tends to have these little rages. So uh, martial arts will help. I think that was wonderful that you said that because she sounded very open. <laughs> yeah, but you know, actually, I spoke to her again at bedtime, and, and I must admit that that interview really haunted me tonight. And uh, you know, I was kind of thinking it. It actually kind of upsets me as a parent that she feels like there's something wrong with her, and that uh, you know, especially right. she was she was kind of almost saying that it couldn't be fixed. Um, so, right. You know, I talked to her about the whole martial arts thing because we have trained before, and and she was much more um, open to actually training with me, and and we just did simple boxing and kickboxing, and and she loved it. Um, but she said to me tonight that she feels like martial arts would just teach her to hurt people more than she knows how to at the moment. Um, and oh. She didn't feel like it would teach her any self-control, and you know, which, which I don't agree with. But it, it does, uh, you know, it, it troubles me that she feels that way. You know, right? You know what? And I was when when I was listening to that, I thought the same thing that she doesn't. But you know what? And I wouldn't worry too much about that. That she can't see that you know this could be fixed or she can't see beyond it because i'm i'm no expert by any means but <clears throat> excuse me uh one thing i learned a long time ago um was there was a whole special on pbs about uh children's brains and how they can't they they literally cannot see long term the way that adults can because that part of their brain is not developed enough for them to be able to see long term solutions or long terms uh, long term um I'm sorry uh I keep getting texted oh so cute the person who's texting me you're adorable they're they're really enjoying by the way your your daughter's interviews is what they're telling me oh, um fantastic. but yeah it's 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 I wouldn't worry like I said I wouldn't worry too much about that because that's just just being a child she's not able to see long term past a certain point so if all they see is right now that's because that's all they can see so yeah. besides that, she's got you guys as parents. You you know, she'll be fine. <laughs> she she, be she'll worse, be. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. It, it kind of that 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 whole Neil Gaiman thing about Terry Pratchett kind of stuck in my head as well. The fact of channeling your rage and your anger into something positive, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like personally that was how I dealt with very similar problems when I was, I, I guess, a lot older than she was before I ever <laughs> gained any kind of maturity to even recognize it. But. Um, 
you know, I, I feel like now, I, you know, most of my success in my career and in my personal life comes from channeling bad energy into good things and, and uh, you know, whatever that is. Yeah, well, you know, I'll be honest, I've never really seen you lose it. <laughs> I haven't. I've, it's been years now, and I'm going, I don't know if I've seen Spectre get really insanely angry. or So uh, you must have learned ways to, or you just don't show it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We had that rant. We had the rant show last week. The oh early yeah, yeah. Spleens. I, I enjoyed that. That was therapeutic. Yeah, well, we ranted, but you know, I don't like it. I'm, to put it bluntly, I've never seen you lose your shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're obviously you're good at, at you know channeling it the way it's supposed to be. But <laughs> the kids, you know, when she was talking about the news too, another thing I could see how it would haunt you because she's talking about the news. Um, about not, you know, telling personal stuff on the news so that they can't target your family. So I hope she's not worried that you were on the news. You know, um, I'm I'm sure she probably would have said something if she had been, but you know what I mean? It's uh, it, it just when I heard that, I was like, I, I wonder if maybe she never said anything and she's a little worried that her dad's a superhero and he was on the news. Yeah. You know, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me wrap up with her then. So, so I asked both of them a final question about um, oh, okay. how how they felt about me doing the, the oh. superhero thing, and okay. uh, this is this is uh, Abby, my youngest. So, Abby, how do you feel about me doing work as a real life superhero? And uh, do you think it's dangerous? Do you think I'm taking too many risks? I think that it's good. I I think it feels good that you're. That you're a hero, because a hero is a really important role, and I think it's a bit dangerous. But I don't think you're taking too many risks. I think it's important that you're a hero, because being a hero could be a, could make a great difference. There you go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So she's not. Yeah, she's not worried. Yep. You're her hero. I mean, not just because you're her dad and, you know, dad is your hero anyway, but because you're also a hero hero. Wow. That's, yeah, that's I must fantastic. Admit, that, that warms my heart as a parent. You know, and, and to be honest, I'm not the kind of dad that buys them an Xbox One when they first get released. I'm not some stockbroker who takes them to Disney World, you know, I'm, <laughs> but I, yeah. to get that kind of response. Um, and here's, here's the, uh, the, same, the same response from my eldest, um, so, Izzy, how do you feel about me doing work as a real-life superhero? And do you think it's dangerous? Do you think it's safe? Do you think it's a good thing? How do you feel about it? I feel excited about it because I feel really excited that you're a real-life superhero and that you're helping people and stopping fights from breaking out and helping the police and you're on the news sometimes. So I feel really excited and proud for you to be my father. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Oh, my God. You can hear the pride in her voice. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's its own reward to me. <laughs> right? So, okay. So if you ever get burned out on this and you're going, oh, I don't want to do it, play those back to yourself <laughs> for some fuel because, you know, they're talking about, you know, you asking them what would inspire you. Well, that would inspire me. You know what I mean? Just knowing that the kids are watching me and, and they're proud. And they think you make a difference. I mean, Abby's answer was all about, and, and is too, when earlier she was talking about, they they both said that you can make a great difference. 
So yeah, and, you know, I think you know, I think if we as a community, and I use the term, maybe I should use the term circus use, but uh, yeah, that's what I've, we I've as changed. a real life superhero <laughs> community, if if we can if we can reach kids and and you know, regardless of whatever we're doing, if we can show them that people can make a difference that you know, the smallest action can help society in general and our and our local communities, then, you know, to me that that's a huge, huge thing. That's exactly it. And I think that uh one of the reasons why it's so much of a circus and not enough of a community is because people don't realize that others are watching all the time. And if you think that you're just going to go out there and be the ninja lante, you know, and actually do, it's, it's funny, do the things that your daughters think they're doing, being up on the rooftops and rappelling down and then, you know, um, apprehending. That stuff never happens. You know, maybe you break up a bar fight full of drunks who came out at, you know, closing time. Um, maybe once in a great while, you you help apprehend a suspect but for the most part it's just it's being another set of eyes and ears and it's doing all the little things because i think what happens with the real life superhero community is they don't focus on on the little things as much as they do trying to find the big score that'll get them in the paper or that'll get them on the news or and, and make their peers go oh you're awesome they you know the little things seem to be beneath them but what they don't realize is these little things make the difference. And, and when the kids see you doing these little things, you know, handing out the supplies, whatever, picking up garbage, they realize that those little things are super acts because not enough people do them. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I think like you say, the, the times where we've felt most um, in the public eye and the most appreciated by the public are where, we've been doing the least glamorous things, you know, where we've been, we would literally go and clean out a kid's playground that was just full of dog shit and used rubbers, you know, I mean, there's nothing glamorous about that, you want to burn your clothes when you get out of those places. Oh, God, yeah. We we would have flocks of people coming around saying, you guys are heroes, you're saving this place for us, I can bring my kids here again, and it changes people's lives, you know. You know, that's a really good point, and I think now that, you know what, here's a, here's because you and I tend to do this. When we start talking together, you'll say something and it'll spark a, an idea, and you just did. We should have some Project Park thing going on because, you know what, it's springtime is coming. It's supposed to be here already, but please, if you're covered in snow, it doesn't really feel like spring, right? Oh, we're temperature in the you get, today. Oh, that's not bad. That really isn't. That's not bad at all. But it's coming, and wouldn't that be wonderful to to launch a Project Park something um, and invite all the real-life superhero community to be a community and and do it around their area and maybe post before and after pictures? Oh, it really would. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be awesome idea. There we go. There we go. So (laughs) you heard it here first, people. (laughs) I think the only thing we need to be slightly careful of, you know, we we spent days cleaning out a park in in Brooklyn a a couple of years ago, and uh, about after we cleared this park out, the the government just came and demolished it for a building (gasps) No. Oh, that's heartbreaking. I remember seeing the pictures of you guys working your butts off cleaning that park and the before and afters. Oh, yeah, I think wow. It literally lasted a week before they just bulldozed it and uh, <laughs> just built some apartment building or something on it. But, uh, wow. you know, that was that Asshole. was. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk.
target the other parks and hopefully, you know, they'll stay. Um yeah. but oh, sorry, that's uh that's my alarm that needs to go off. Um and uh speaking of people who help kids, Mark Prater, because we've got to have him on again. The the show that you guys I wasn't unfortunately able to do cuz I was down in LA. Um just Mark Prater uh is someone who's helping kids constantly speaking of martial arts and Batman and such like that. So would you like to tell our listeners um more about him because I think we're going to pull him on again, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's just an extremely cool guy and I think has um there's something there's a real kind of empathy between what we do in the Hero Initiative group and what he does in his Heroes for Hope group. But um you know, what's that um I forget what the uh, there was some fancy term that Vector threw out last week. I think around uh, costume activists. I can't remember what it was. No. Oh, cause playing something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, but he spelled C A U S E instead of you know C O S. Oh, cosplay. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. So yeah, and you know, he, I think to some degree he does that. So he he basically dresses up in a in an ultra realistic. I mean, just incredibly realistic uh, Batman suit. And it's kind of like the the Batman suit from the uh, from the Dark Knight movie, so it's very like dark and gothic and Ooh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And he um, and he goes around and, and does talks at, uh, at schools and also at children's hospitals as Batman. You know, just kind of uh, passing on a good message as Batman. Um, and actually, the message that I, I forget exactly, I haven't got it in front of me, but they have these four principles around helping others and uh, just being the best person you can be, and it's exactly the kind of thing that we've done as part of the uh, Superheroes Anonymous group um, here in New York as well and, and in various other places, um, you know, where we just get in front of big groups of kids and just try to inspire them and try to, uh, you know, kind of uh, counteract some of the gang culture and thug culture that's so prevalent and uh, just implant some, some good seeds in there as well. Um, so, you know, he does that. He's also a, a martial arts teacher as well. Um, and, and does that as his, you know, as his regular job outside of being Batman. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I think most poignant for me was um, he actually does trips around uh, terminal terminal wards for, for kids who have got cancer and leukemia and, and uh, you know, various terminal diseases and just tries to, to build a relationship and brighten up the lives of kids who just don't have very long left. Um, and, you know, I think for me as a parent, that's, that's huge, and, and you know, imagining. I, I'm not even sure I could imagine just how awful it would be <clears throat> to be in that kind of situation. Um, but to have someone who is just a volunteer who takes time out of their own day to come along and try to, you know, improve the lives of these kids where everything must be so bleak and so desolate. Um, <clears throat> you know, to me, that that's incredible, and uh, you know, I, I applaud the guy. Right, right. Um, he. He's a hero for that. Just that alone, if you took away everything else, just doing those visits, especially to the terminally ill ones, um, he he's my hero for doing that. Because, you know, all these years we've been doing this, Spectre, uh, people have asked, to, do you guys do visits at hospitals? You know why we don't? Because um, I can't. The whole team could go, but I couldn't because I can't handle it. I've seen myself around sick children, um, and uh, we're, we're dear friends with uh, one boy, Power Boy, who uh, he has ALS, and um, 
it's uh it's he's doing well now the longer he lives the greater chance he has of living long so you know we we always send him good energy but just when we first met him we finally met him in person and when things were still kind of shaky and um i think i was down for almost a month suffering from just this depression from that whole thing He's adorable, and it was great. Our kids got along beautifully, and, you know, we were able to bring him down for Project Hope, and and he did some really fun things with us, and then it just it wiped me out. I can't – I'm just one of those people who can't can't handle it because I'll just – I'll be sitting there wanting to cry the whole time. And who wants to be around someone like that, you yeah. know? So um, you got to know yeah. where your weaknesses are, and that's my weakness right there, so – yeah, yeah, I have to say I feel exactly the same. I, I literally, I just don't think I have the, the fortitude to actually do that. Um, no, yeah. You know, and I, again, I applaud people who can, but yeah, I mean, exactly. of, you know, building up a relationship with a child and then having that person die is, you know, to me would just be so emotionally crushing. Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, and, and actually the point that Mark made on the show was, well, you know, if if he didn't do it, who would? And and if everybody had that attitude, you know, nobody wants to do that. Um, right. And, and you know that that was kind of why he stuck at it. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, seriously, incredible work. And and so so he did um, a big fundraiser event for a couple of local charities out there in California where he lives. Um, he he did this a uh, fundraiser where they showed a, <clears throat> a documentary called Legends of the Night, a Batman documentary. Uh, right in a local movie theater, and uh, he did a, a huge fundraiser, and he went along as Batman. And I mean, you can see on his Facebook page if you look for the Heroes for Hope, Heroes, and then Number Four, and then Hope Facebook page. Um, there's photos of him actually stood on top of this this really old, beautiful, kind of uh, authentic-looking movie theater in his full Batman garb with, like, the sun setting behind him. And it's uh, amazing, <clears throat> and yeah. there's a whole bunch of amazing photos of him on, on, that, on that day. Um, but, you know, I think most importantly, he raised a ton of money for local charities that feed and clothe homeless people. And, um, and, and, you know, you can see on the faces of the kids that he just made a load of people happy that day as well, which I think is also, you know, of massive value. Oh, that guy. So, you know, I would just really like to have <laughs> a conversation with because you guys got to chat with him last time, and he, you know, he does sound really personable and warm, so it'd be wonderful to bring him back on. He's he's one of the people doing things for kids and inspiring kids. Um, Superheroes Anonymous, that, that meetup in New York that you were talking about uh, every year, and uh, they've been doing that for, for how many years now? Maybe. Oh, a long time now. Yeah. Probably, I don't know, probably like seven or eight years, I think, at least. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's mostly run by Life and Tony Dangerous. And, <clears throat> and then, you know, Dark Guardian's been involved in it a lot. And um, it's it's a lot of lighthearted fun. There's nothing too serious about it. But it is all about just getting in front of kids and just, you know, giving them a positive message. Um Right. So yeah, no, no, they, I mean they've traveled around. They did one in New Orleans after the um, after the flooding as well there, and then did a big project there. So you know the Superheroes Anonymous group have done some some awesome work as well. Fantastic! And another group uh, we mentioned the Legacy, the Utah Legacy Initiative. They they also get dressed up and go do um, hospital visits together. Um, so kudos to them. Uh, if you guys, you know, if, if our listeners, because I know that there are people who who send me messages afterwards and go, that sounds so cool, I'd like to do that. Let's just do it. 
don't wait for the perfect time to do something because you'll never do it. Just, you know, just do it. Just find a group that's doing it and go out there. If you want to get one together with us, um, those of us who can, <laughs> I will support in every single way I can. But honestly, I, I know that I'd be the one crying and it wouldn't it wouldn't help the kids any. So, um, it, But I'm sure that we have enough members of our group that would come out and I'm sure Spectre might have the same amount of people too in New York if you're interested. Um, I'm I'm always trying to plug our groups and to get people to. <laughs> I'm recruiting all the time, Specter, all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, and <clears throat> and you know I, I think we always say this, but you don't need to be some you know dog the bounty hunter looking vigilante to come <laughs> along and do what we do. And, and and you know to be honest, if you were, we probably wouldn't want to. <laughs> I, right? I, I, hasten, I hasten to say that we wouldn't hang out with you, but you know that, that's not who we're looking for. We're just looking for normal people who have got uh, you know can donate an hour or two every you know even every month an hour or two a month um, just to come out hand out some sandwiches to homeless people or you know just uh, gather up some coats from people that you work with and just and just donate them and it, it's really really simple small things like that that don't cost you any money don't take up too much of your time and and have a massive benefit on the world around you. They do. People keep saying, oh, you guys, and there's all these articles that keep popping up in my feed because, you know, there are little link words that I've got in Facebook, but it's little things that say, you know, why feeding homeless people isn't the answer. And I want to say, yeah, but you know what? You tell that to the guy who went, thank you so much, you know, and that was the only meal he had. It's it's not the answer, no, but it's it's a small part of an answer, of a bigger answer, and it does make a difference to someone who's hungry. So this whole, there was once a time where people were saying RLSH stands for real life sandwich handlers. And you know what? Even if it did, fine. I would wear that title with pride because yeah. at least we're doing that, you know, and it's something. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You know, we're not trying to solve some political problem. We're not trying to solve the reason why people end up homeless. I mean, I, I wish we could, and I wish we had the political clout to be able to get out there and do that, <clears throat> just change right. the world in a, in a, you know, a very immediate and real way to magic away those kind of societal problems. But we don't, you know, and as much as, like you say, giving out a sandwich to a homeless person isn't going to solve the problem that we've got a homeless person on the street, um, but it is going to solve the fact that there's a homeless person who's starving right now, who you know, who hasn't eaten, and uh, Amen, you know, we can give brother. Them wholesome food. Yeah, and and you know, I think as well this attitude that um, homeless people are different from regular people. That you know, there's something wrong with them, and that's why they're on the streets. And that, you know, they must be drug users. And you know, maybe they are now. Maybe that's their coping mechanism because of the fact that they're on the street, and it purely sucks. Um, right. But, you know, each one of those people was someone's son or someone's daughter. <clears throat> and, you know, they, they didn't end up there because they were bad people. They ended up there just through some mishap, some wrong turn, you know, something that may have been no choice of their own. So, you know, it, it's very easy to be quick to judge, but uh, that, that's not really the answer either. Absolutely right. I, there, There's a lot of, you know, I used to be a train operator here in San Francisco Bay Area for our subway system. And, um I belong to their their Facebook group. They have a Facebook group for former employees and, you know, current employees. And <clears throat> oftentimes the station agents will run into homeless. And while there's a lot of sympathy in the group, you know, for, oh, I feel bad for this person, I still see a lot of discrimination toward homeless, like you said, and a lot of victim blaming. Like, well, they must have done something to get that way. You said that that's, there is judgment. There's there's way too much judgment because there are 
many of us who are just a couple of paychecks away from not having a place to live, having to live on someone's couch, if we are lucky enough to have someone who will take us in. So, um, like you said, it's it's not that, you know, many of them did something to get homeless, that they purposely ended up there. Nobody nobody wants to grow up to be homeless, you know, um, especially when you see children. Tell me about that. Tell me how those kids deserve to be out there, right? Yeah. So. And, you know, I think going back to our topic for tonight of kids, I think kids see homeless people as human beings. I, I don't think they see people through the kind of, jaded cynical lenses that adults see homeless people through you know and uh, i think there's a huge value in that that uh, you know my kids see a homeless guy with a dog and they see a guy with a dog sitting on the street they don't see you know some vagabond who's worthless ah great point that is a great point because you know we teach them these or you know society teaches them these these prejudices and, and like you said gets them cynical and jaded you're absolutely right, because when my kid hands out a bottle of water, he'll say, do you think he's thirsty? And all he thinks is, is that guy thirsty? You know, um, yeah. he doesn't care that the guy might go buy drugs later tonight or whatever. There's a thirsty guy. Let's help him. Um, so it's nice to have kids around to remind <laughs> to remind us of why we do this in the first place. Man, they really do bring you back to center don't they, with what they yeah. say, what they do. Yeah, I think there's something very pure and very undiluted about their, <clears throat> about you know, that kind of point of view, I guess, that, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't fault it. Uh, well, you know, we have how much longer for our show? Because I'm thinking before we're down to the last two minutes and trying to shove everything into that, and we do that quite often because, you know, <laughs> we have a lot to say, um, yeah. and we love our guests. Uh I want to know if you guys have something going on that we should share um, before you know before our time runs down to the cup, last couple of minutes. Like I said, um, well, kind of. So you know, we, we've had a couple of people that have been away traveling recently. So we, we you know, we haven't been as active, and <clears throat> you know, those are some of the key people that are always out doing the work with us. So you know, we've been doing some stuff locally, but we haven't been doing as, as many of the big events in the city as we normally do um <clears throat> but that, that's going to change over the next week um but you know one thing that we've been kind of throwing around an idea for and i'd be kind of interested to see what listeners think is the idea of like a, a superhero um charity walk or, or like a charity parade or march or something but the idea of um and you know dark guardian actually came up with this idea and, and i think it was because we were talking about doing like a spartan run or a warrior dash or something and we were saying, actually, it costs a fortune. I, I don't know about a warrior dash, but a Spartan run is like 150 bucks to, to mm-hmm. sign up now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a 20-minute run, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of nuts. Um, so, and, and how much of that money really goes to charity and how much sponsorship do you raise that just goes straight back into the pockets of the people who, who run that, that business of the Spartan run? So, you know, we started to say, well, why don't we organize a run which is 100% for charity? Um and and then and actually, you know, the more we thought about it, the more we we should open it up to people who can't run, and we just make it a walk. Right. Uh, we should do it as like a costume thing that's not just a hero initiative group that's just open for any group to want to, that wants to be involved, um, and just make it a really fun day where kids can get dressed up as Spider Man and Superman or whatever, and just come along, you know, do a walk around a city, um, and 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 some money to to help certain charities. Um, 
So, you know, the more we've been talking about it, the more we now think, well, actually, why don't we make it a nationwide thing, maybe even a global thing, and open this up to make it one great big hell of a monster charity event where we can get different real-life superhero groups or these cause players, um, you know, the, the kind of costumed activists uh, like, like Mark Prater and the Heroes for Hope um, involved as well and actually do, like, video blogs live around the world for, for people who are involved in this big superhero uh, walk for charity. Um, so, you know, that that to me is probably the most exciting, biggest project. And, and it's, it's obviously so early in its infancy that we haven't even thought up a cool name for it yet. So if, if anyone wants to phone in or send us <laughs> an awesome name and some great marketing for this thing, please do, because <laughs> we need it. That's a fantastic idea. And I like the fact that the, it's a walk instead of a run. Because like you said, what if there's someone in a wheelchair that wants to do it? They can do it if it's a walk. Um, lots of people will, like we did the lupus, there was a lupus walk, and I, I know that uh, the person who got us into that, Tanya Guerrero, um, who's listening in, hi, Tanya, uh, she invited us to do the walk, and there were tons of people, and I bet there were tons of people because they knew it would be a walk. Because we've done the Warrior Dash for years, and it's not easy. It's You have to be in excellent condition or pretty good condition to do the Warrior Dash. And like you said, it's bank. It costs, I mean, I know if you sign up right away, it's like 25 or 35 But then as the months progress, it can get up to like 85 90 bucks. So uh, a walk would be great, a costumed walk. You know, that's, that's a fantastic idea, and just have it everywhere. Oh, yeah, you know what? I, I don't want to kind of uh, steal the thunder from the whole Nation of Heroes project, but I love the idea of just having a big video montage of like, you know, across the the nation. First of all, of just city after city of just a bunch of weirdos like me dressed in stupid costumes with a big crowd of people just having fun in a city doing a video blog and then moving on to the next city and the next and the next and, and then ending up in, in London with the London Hero Initiative and uh, you know Joe London over there you know, with his with his group um, to me that would be just be a beautiful thing to, to have a big video montage to remember that day. I think it would be fantastic and I don't think that it would take any thunder away from the hero uh, Nation of Heroes upcoming web uh, documentary series because I think that they could all end up being their own, you know, little either you can group some together and, and have some episodes come off of that, you know. Um, yeah. Yes, it's fantastic. It's it's. I think that, that if people listen to us enough, they see that we're trying to get people together to do good things. And something like this is big scale, let's get everybody together because it's not hard at all it's and you don't have you know what's the hardest thing planning the route what is that someone scoping out uh, a nice you know route um in their town for people to walk through and and uh you know that's it and then just marking it maybe with some markers with some flyers that's yeah, how hard is that much yeah, yeah. And, you know, my, my whole goal here as well is to get away from the fact of there are so many cliquey little groups and and <clears throat> And, you know, I, I think quite rightly over the years there have been groups that have tried to protect their own good name away from some of the, the less savory things that have gone on in the community. You know, there, there have been some bad events and some people that have ended up in trouble. And I think people try to distance themselves from that by creating their own kind of walled city and, you know, keeping everyone else out. Um, but I love the idea of doing these bigger events where we just generate 
as many people as we can to get involved from as many different groups as we can. And, you know, to be honest, I don't, I don't care what the history is. You know, if they're just willing to get out and walk and send in a video blog, great, just do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's like what Project Hope does, um, you know, once a year. They don't care who, who likes who or who doesn't like who or what's going on. They just want you to come out and help um, once a year. So uh, I, I applaud the, the whole, hey, whoever you are, just get together. You know, it's, it's the bigger picture. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. it's not our own little, little whatever's going wrong. It's the bigger picture. Let's focus on that. So, ooh, yeah, looking for a good name. We should give a prize for that. <laughs> so that's something. If you're listening, think of submit your uh, <laughs> submit your answers here, and if we pick it, you know that would be fantastic. You can win a t-shirt. You could. That'd be that'd be great. Cause <gasps> ooh, t-shirts. You know. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll have uh, like a big central bank of this. You know, walk for whatever it's going to be called, hero walk or something. With mm-hmm. a, a bunch of T-shirts and people who want to be involved, will just send them twenty or something. You know, just uh, send them a bat and uh, get them involved. Fantastic! Look at these great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> now, so what, uh, what about you over there in San Francisco? What have you got uh, coming up? Oh, oh yeah. Um, oh gosh. Okay, yeah, I forgot. Uh, we've got um, this. You know, we team up with the female version of of anybody. Uh, any female, by the way, who's listening and who's in. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're in, or even if you're not in the country. Um, there is a female group of superheroines, real life superheroines, um, and it's on. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, or you can just. Check out uh, superheroinesinitiative.com. Check out what we're up to. But we team up with anybody. We just teamed up with Legacy Initiative, and we team up with, uh, of course, the Hero Initiative itself. Um, But we've got our Mardi Bra events coming up. Um, We call them Mardi Bra because there is a, a huge need for undergarments and personal hygiene items for homeless women everywhere. So it's not just exclusive to the Bay Area. It's it's everywhere. Um, here in the Bay Area, we've got an event coming up March 28th, and it's pretty exciting. It's, um, it's going to be music, live music, uh, and it's going to be uh, burlesque and comedy in one night. It's a variety show. And it's Mardi Gras themed, and all proceeds are going to go to purchasing those items for homeless women. And uh, it's going to be held on Broadway in Oakland at XOXO. So it's like kiss, hug, kiss, hug, XOXO on Broadway in Oakland, March 28th at 9 o'clock. If you need more info, just hit me up. You can find me, um, just type in rock and roll, RLSH on Facebook. Roxanne, you know, um, you'll find me. And we've also got, let's see, um, believe it or not, we're doing bake sales. We know people love sweets, and the Girl Scouts don't have the corner on the market, okay? We <laughs> we do things other than the cookies. So we've got that going on all around uh, all around the country. So if there's, if there's a city you're interested in, Check us out on Facebook. Check us out at our website to see where our, our um, bake sales, our Mardi Bra bake sales are, are being held near you. So that's what's going on with 
with the California Hair Initiative, we're just we're we're just doing our thing, getting back into the swing of of doing the needle pickups on the weekends, um, and doing our once a month outreach. Um, so, wow, you know what, Spectre, it's hard to get back into the swing of things when you've been doing nothing um, for eight days. <laughs> just I'm talking. sure you haven't been doing nothing. I'm yeah, sure no, we, we haven't. We've been we've been rolling around, but uh, just talking about what what's coming up. I'm tired. I'm going really. Maybe it's because I'm jet lagged. <laughs> the sure jet lag will be gone tomorrow. It'll be fine. And really, I don't expect anybody to feel sorry for me because if I was listening to somebody bitch about coming back from a trip to Hawaii, I'd be like, just shut up, okay? We don't want to hear it. We don't feel sorry for you, so. <laughs> so sorry. I'm not I'm not looking for sympathy, I promise. I'm just I'm just venting out loud. You you'll find none here. Um, yeah, right, right. <laughs> I tell you what, we we got 5 minutes left. I am dying to hear what uh, Mini Rock said in response to your your superhero questions. I mean, you said you were going to kind of paraphrase it for us, but uh, maybe yeah. as we got left you could uh, lead us out with uh, your little guy's thoughts. Let's see. You know, uh, just so that you can hear what his... He's got a cute little voice and such. So, um, I'll, let, me, let me go into... Let me find... The, wow, it's it's funny. You can't slide these forward or back. Let me see if I can. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, you can. Let's see. I'm just... I'll stop it if I came in at a wrong part, but... You don't know how you feel about Mommy and Daddy being real-life superheroes? Does make you happy? Or, or do you like going to the hero initiative? Or do you like going to the hero homeless outreach? You do? Yeah. How come? Do you have to be what I want? Do you have to be what? Do you get to be whatever superhero you want to be? You know, and it was like that. He was uh, he was playing with uh, something while he was talking, so he was a little distracted. And when he gets distracted, he will start a sentence over in order to make sure that that sentence is said perfectly. You know, so. Um, but I loved that he said, you know, you get to be whatever superhero you want to be. Um, and he he chose this. It's changing too. It's evolving. But his his little superhero name is Chisai. And it looks like this little ninja warrior samurai type of thing. Because back in the day, he was really into that. Now yeah. he's more into, you know, he's he's into Halo like a crazy person. Um, so his his superhero outfit now, uh, Vector, who is awesome with costumes, made him his own Halo costume from scratch. Wow. Um, so he, yeah, so it's like a it's it's a you. Um, Oh gosh, I don't want to sound like I'm saying it's not Master Chief. It's it's a uh, UNSC. Um, the other guys, God darn it, I'm forgetting. Somebody's going to correct me out there, but uh, in no, fact, Vector, me. I have no idea. <laughs> Vector's online right now. Vector, I'm pulling you online for a second. Can you hear what I'm saying? Because you're on with us, so you can tell me exactly what he is. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we can hear yeah. you. Okay, yeah, it's a uh, ODST from Halo. Thank uh, you. The- or little drop shock trooper. Okay, because I I lost my mind for a second. I went, darn it! I I know what it is. So that's what he is. He's he's his own superhero with uh, dressed as an ODST. Um, 
And well, Vic, you can give us more info. What do you think of 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 what he, you know, how he views us as superhero parents? We only got two minutes, so maybe if you could sum it up. Oh, what what I think? Well, you interviewed the guy. Let's see, he's he's more about. Uh, I mean, gosh, we we kind of used him into it, like he explained in hope he he helped us, you know, get the supplies together and you know dressed up like a hero. So I guess to him, he views it more like as a, as a fun thing. Uh, I think yeah. initially he was kind of concerned, and I think the best way to get because your imagination does run wild, and I think that it is does. what we what we did with him was that we just well just come do it with us, and yeah. that really got him to to see like oh so this is what you do, it's and not so like, bad yeah, yeah. I, yeah we're not fighting crime because that would be kind of crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> not, you know, not right. crazy, we're, but that we're 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 yeah. safer. We just want to keep safe because we need to. You're in our lives, so we want to keep right. you safe. You know. Well, we've got ninety seconds left, and and with that, yeah, we would never take our kid on a patrol with us. So when we do do motorcycle patrols, obviously he's not with us. For those of you who want to call CPS on us, shut up. Get real. Um, so with ninety seconds, Spectre, I think we ought to thank everybody. Starting with Vector, thank you for being on the spot and <laughs> answering my question. I, really, yeah, sure. yeah man. <laughs> Um, and thank you for our chat room guests and uh, um, for our other callers who are listening I can see you listening and that's a smart way to listen to the show you can have the thing in your ear and and not have to say anything to us Um, I find it kind of creepy I think just speak up next time people cool (laughs) talk to us we're alright we're not that bad stop lurking We're not we're not scary. And Simon has this these these beautiful dulcet tones that when he speaks to you, it's all okay. So <laughs> So anyway, um we'll be back next Tuesday, knock on wood. Everything's all right. We'll be back next Tuesday. Um maybe we'll drag in uh Mark Praterson who we talked about him so much or or maybe we'll move to a Friday. We'll see. We'll keep you in the know. Just follow us on uh on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. And well, yeah, and thank you to you as well for uh, making it back from Hawaii in one piece. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Keep me company yet again. And with that, have a, have a happy night, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.